Hey everyone, welcome back to the Devil's Advocates podcast. I'm JP. I'm here with Andrew and Dan today. Um, how we how we feeling a couple of days after the uh, the Panthers game? Bit of an interesting feeling so far. I mean, again, super early. My honest thoughts are kind of in terms of how the league goes. Nothing really matters until like the beginning of November, but. You know, everyone's figuring out their kinks, seeing where they are in terms of the general landscape of the league. But I think, uh, obviously, we're going to have a lot of talking points about what's going on with the team a little going forward. If you asked me one period into the Florida game, it would have been a lot worse than it is now. But yeah. still, yeah. still not fantastic. But looking around, yeah, like Dan said, looking around the league, no one's really doing too hot right now. I mean, you have Carolina doesn't look that great. The Rangers look really good. Everyone thought they might not look that great. The Islanders are 2-0, but not the not the greatest, but we'll get there. Aren't they, the Islanders have scored, what, like three goals? Yeah, I, was tracking, I was tracking that game last night because I have like a million Coyotes on my fantasy team because they have a bunch they have a bunch of games this week. And I was like, is anyone doing anything like this? Nick Schmaltz have any shots? And it was like five or six minutes into the third period they had like eight total shots i'm like I'm like, I'm like what is happening like what do they do anything i can only Gosh. imagine how much of a slug fest that was like just through the neutral zone just getting clogged especially with the way the islanders still are like they're not exciting it's they're just so boring well lucky for you you'll have to you have to wait less than 24 hours to figure it out for yourself because that's yeah, what really. we play tomorrow yeah literally it'll be interesting to see but i guess we can go into a little bit of the recap of the florida game right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew, you kind of alluded to it earlier. The first period was, uh, how you say, horrible. Um, yeah, just, just so bad, so bad. Second period also was pretty bad, um, as far as I'm aware. I didn't watch the second period. Um, Neither did I. But I for sure watched the third period, and that was a lot of fun. Super yeah, exciting. once I got the notification that they scored one, I was like, okay, I'll turn it on. And then they scored another one, I was like, okay, now I'm really paying attention. And then they scored a third, and I was like, okay, now I'm really paying attention. And then they couldn't finish it up, but it kind of, going back to last year, yep. sorry not to get off too off track, but like, it's kind of the same problem. Like, they don't really quit, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, sure, like, I was listening to the SDP today, Steve Dangle podcast, for those people who don't know, like, Lee's podcast, and like, they were kind of like, yeah, when they pulled the goalie late, they started trying, and I kind of was like, yeah, that's kind of how the Devils looked on Friday. Yeah. Once they, once they yeah. scored one, they're like, oh, right, yeah, we're like one of the best teams in the league. We should probably start trying. And they scored two more goals and almost tied it up at the end. But, um, yeah, no, it was good to see Hala get on the board again. I think he picked up, yeah, two points. Mikey got rewarded for, I think, his overall strong play so far early in the season. Holtz, even though it was off a a missed wide open shot in the slot. He picked up a secondary assist and then Brat uh his third of the year and Dougie got on the board again with an assist. So guys are guys are taking a lot and there's a lot to clean up, but we can definitely dive more into that. I think yeah, like that's one of the big things that we want to make sure we still have going forward is that resilience piece, right? Like obviously we were scrapping and becoming one of the better teams because of our resilience last year. And if that's to be remained the same, especially with how sluggish we've had of a start, especially in starting games. As long as that trend remains the same, that's going to be huge for the team mentality going forward, especially in a really tough division like ours, where we're going to have a lot of division matchups where it's not going to look clean. But if we can thug it out and have that strength to move on through all three periods, take it a period at a time, um, that's really all that matters. You just say thug it out. 
Yeah, thug it out, man. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that. Right? Of course, bro. I, I, no, mean, I, mean, I mean what I say. I mean, the devil's... No, I liked that. It, it was good. No, I liked that. It was good. Um, I do think at least the beginning of the third period... Well, maybe not the beginning, but like the first eight to ten minutes of the third period was kind of a product of score effects. Um, I do think the Panthers laid back a little bit and got a little bit comfortable, and that's why the Devils after were they able got, to after score. They got the, the, that quick fourth one, they are probably yeah. like, okay, this game's over. Right, and I think that's kind of why we at least got the first goal, maybe the second goal. Um, but after that, like, score effects don't matter after it's a two-goal game with ten minutes left. And the Devils no. in the last ten minutes of the game was... They were electric. So much fun to watch. Especially when we had in sustained zone time too. Yeah. Especially off the the what that the the power play and then obviously the extended when we pulled the goalie the first time to get it within yeah. the third goal. You can tell that when we actually get sustained sustained zone time, which is a little bit better than was last season, we can really set up and make teams pay big time. Yeah, especially uh especially man up. Yeah. Power plays looked and really we- solid. I was going to say, in a weird way, it feels like their in-zone offense feels, like, way better for some reason. I really can't put my finger on it for some reason. I mean, yeah, it's three games in, but, like, stemming off the power play, they just look way more crisp with the puck and, like, moving around a little bit quicker. And I did pull up the uh, the expected goals from Money Puck. And, yeah, they kind of, they being Florida, kind of controlled the game throughout the entire game. And then the last 10 minutes of the game, we kind of pulled it back. But, obviously, yeah. too low, too late. But Right. Um, but Bro- I thought Bobrovsky was really good. I thought he had a really good game. Like, this dude is just killer against us the, all time. The, it's so annoying. The advanced stats might not say he had a great game. Like maybe it was just like slightly above average. Like I thought he made some like ten bell saves to keep them in like, to keep them in the game to keep yeah. us out of the game. Yeah, because he made some he made some big stops. Um, I mean, this is Jesus Christ. Sam Reinhardt had a game. I mean, this is who I thought Florida was last year with they didn't get the results, but like Florida's. One we we touch on this in December with how their top six is like yeah they have a couple guys banged up yeah. like guys are fifth around but like they went to the Stanley Cup final for a reason and you kind of saw that on Monday with their top six their depth and Bobrovsky. Well, even even last year throughout the full season, like their their results never matched their underlying statistics no. until the playoffs. Yeah. And then yeah, they them, just and Boston, them and Boston was like them and Boston were like the two opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. Like Boston was getting all the results and none of the expected, and Florida was the opposite way. And then Florida right. was like, okay, we're just gonna win. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that's kind of the you know their theme so far this year too is that the first two games Florida's underlying statistics were really good and they lost, and then they yeah. rebounded in their last couple games and you know they've scored a lot of goals. Yeah, I think we mentioned that last time. It was like they had like 41 shots or something against Minnesota, yeah. but they ran into Gustafson, who is one of the better goalies in the league, and I don't think he gets enough recognition because of where he plays in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think um, the refs have just been atrocious. I agree. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, I, think... I hate talking about it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where every start of the season, the refs are super strict about a lot of things. Like, especially if you notice in the face-off dot, you make one minimal mistake, you're already out. And yeah, I've noticed that. And they're, like, I know, JP, you said this on the last episode, that they're just calling a lot of things league-wide. It wasn't just yeah. in, like, the Devils game, especially against Arizona, where that was really bad on some of yeah. those missed calls and then calling a lot of other things. But 
I wonder if that's just the league hampering down or just the refs starting the season. They want to set the pace and then see how teams are going to uh, react to that. And then that's how it goes on for the rest of the year where they cool off. Right. Yeah, I could I could see both of those being true. Um, I've noticed like even even just random game like I have the I have the Rangers Predators game going on right now. And there have been a lot of calls in the first period. And, the, you know, just just some of them are really, really soft. Some are, you know reasonable but then at the same time you have refs missing a lot of very blatant calls so it's this weird thing going on where they're calling everything but at the same time they're calling nothing like for example you know using the devil's panthers game two minutes to go the devils had just scored the third goal on the power play dawson mercer gets the most egregious trip against them with Gus the ref Forsling, right there, Gus Forsling literally like hacked his stick with the toe, with the toe of his blade right around Dawson Mercer's ankle and just gets like cartoon yoinked. Yeah, no, he, like yeah, and like no call. And the ref and was even the right announcers, there. and a lot of the announcers too were just like, "Yo, what just happened?" That was like unclear. They thought, "Oh, doubles pulled the goalie. We're getting the man up," and that did not happen at all. You yeah. saw, I saw a lot of people like a lot of Canadian like reporters and like people on Twitter were just like, that was like an egregious call. And because it's the NHL, because they just had a power play, we just scored on it. You're not going to get another one. Uh, yeah, it's you're game management. Not, that's how awful it is. We it's... probably scored on it too, because they looked um, they looked ridiculous on exactly. the last one. Right. Get and a it's a six on four. four again. Yeah. It kind of stems back to, the, it's a perfect encapsulation of how the season has gone so far. They haven't deserved to win. They didn't deserve to win. Maybe. Maybe the numbers say they deserved a little bit of a better fate. Maybe get a point, but when you go down for nothing, sorry, you deserve like to lose. you deserve it. That being said, you deserve the chance to tie it because where else are you looking on the ice? He's gunning down the left wing. It's him and the Panther. The, the refs in the back corner. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> the puck's over here. His stick Bro, is puck's over there. What are you doing? I mean, they have everyone in the chants, the chanting, or the, everyone in the fans or the stands chanting, like, ref, you suck. I mean, brother, what are you looking at? Yeah, that was, it was really, it's, really bad. I don't really get too animated when I watch the Devils, especially in the season, but I was like, literally, like, up, like, up in arms in my chair. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm like raising my hands like yeah. what are you looking it'd at it'd be different if maybe it's it'd be different if maybe it's like a subtle interference call or, sure. or something like that or like, like maybe a little bit of like a nudge but no that's like a, a straight up clear-cut guy gets tripped entering the zone from behind right let alone mercer went because from he here to here and like this right exactly because if he doesn't if he doesn't get if he doesn't get tripped the panther gets walked and it's yeah. a scoring chance right exactly yeah, brutal, brutal way for the game to end. So and this pissed. is why, and that's why I can't really gauge anything from any team until about November. You're going to start to see the signs for every team. People are going to get settled into their like the systems and line combinations and who's right. going to be with who, and especially we get line combinations of injuries. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of line combinations, we got new ones today. Uh, yes, who's that do. Pokemon? <laughs> but it's like who's that line? Yeah, we got a little bit. We got a little bit of a blender out um i can get into lines i'll just run through yeah why don't you just why don't we just go line by line sure okay so we got first line to foley hughes meyer meyer's back on the right side which is something i was asking for last show which yeah. is oh wait did i say plot i'm sorry to foley to foley hughes meyer to foley, no, you, hughes, said, meyer. you said to foley you said did meyer I? hughes to foley yeah yeah okay 
Yeah, yeah. I dig it. Follows, follows <laughs> I dig that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, definitely like that. Because just to start with that, I think we have a lot of diversity with our wingers. Where yep. even though maybe historically in their careers they've played more on one side than the other, our system is so free flowing that it kind of doesn't matter really. I also trust Defoe enough to play on his off wing. I love more... the way he's played so far. The stats haven't showed up. Like I think Jay Fresh had something where he's in like yeah. the top ten of like. <laughs> He's been. He should be getting so many more chances than he's like obviously been generating. Like he should have at least like three, four goals. Yeah, I think he's like negative one point seven one xg or something yeah. like that. He's like, and all the other players are on either the Predators or the Blackhawks, which <laughs> yeah. goes to show that just Toffoli's doing the right thing. Just he's not getting the fucking back. In the yeah, game. John Hines is being propped up by some seriously unsustainable shooting. Um, yeah. So line two, Palat, Huesher, Brat, Brat being on the right again. I like Dig that. It. Yeah, right. first line from the beginning of last season when Paul came along. I didn't, I don't hate it a lot. And you know what? Right. I didn't get to. I don't know if you guys talked about this on the last episode, but I like seeing a healthy pull up this year. There's a little good. bit more pep in his step. I like that he's on the penalty kill now too. That you can see that he earned a lot of that from the playoffs. And he's, 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 living, off that, he's living off that game seven month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. But um, no, like I love that he actually has some speed to him. Sure, he's still like one of the slower forwards on the team, but like you can tell that he's still starting to generate a little bit more in terms of like processing passes through the neutral zone to get breakouts going and being responsible and digging on those boards as he usually does. So yeah. that makes me really happy to see. I think he, he had that forwards. one. Go ahead. I was going to say, just really quick, I, there's very few forwards to trust more with the puck than plot, and the other one only is probably like Jack. Yeah, especially yeah. earlier this season, he's looked phenomenal. Um, and to go back to your speed thing, he had that one play against, I think it was the Coyotes, where he was absolutely flying down the right oh, yeah. side. And yeah, 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 I yeah. Um, But yeah, he looks, he looks fantastic. Like, I seriously. Think a, a nice offseason, especially after a rigorous regular season last year, especially for an older guy with that pedigree makes a big difference for a team that's trying to have big playoff aspirations and the guy who's played like over the past i mean they showed up some they showed some statistic i was watching the prep the uh, lightning game the other day like i mean it's no secret it's no surprise to anyone no secret like the Lightning have played a ridiculous amount of games because they went to three straight stanley cups right and being i don't know how old is 31 32 i don't know three three but like that that takes a toll on you yeah, and then he got hurt. It's like it's not easy. So I'm sure he was not relieved that. I mean, his body was definitely relieved that the Devils went out early because yeah. he had what like six months to rest or whatever. So yep, it's good and... to see because I think I'm he's one of my favorite players. He's been one of my favorite players for a little bit. We need JP actually talked about it, or no, we were all talking about it right before we started recording. Like Sean Couturier is one of our favorite players because of how he plays the game. Like both sides of the ice, he's defensively responsible. It's kind of like a lot too. Yeah. Um. Okay. Line three, a little bit of a weird one, but I kind of dig it. Mercer left McLeod and Holtz because of the Hall injury. McLeod, if you ask me this, maybe like 13 months ago at the beginning of last season, I would have been like, if McLeod's playing, <laughs> McLeod's playing third, third line center, I'm not really digging it, but he's kind of picked up where he's left off kind of like the back half of last year into the playoffs. Yeah. He, yep. His stock is up big time. I mean, whenever he's handling the puck, I still don't trust. He's probably one of the least players I trust with the puck because I know he tries to shoot. It's not really going to do too much. But in terms of transition, that's, I guess that's kind of the theme. The for, that's that's, 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 that's going to be the, his role on this line because I don't trust Mercer to do it yet and Holtz I don't think can do it yet. McLeod is probably one of the better rush transition guys in on the team because of his skating ability. Yeah. Puck possession. Puck possession. Passing is good. 
I don't trust him to shoot, but that's not his job. Murder Vaults are more than capable of doing that. It remains to be seen how well they can do, but for what we're working with, the two guys out of lineup, I don't really hate that too much. I actually, I really like it. Uh, I think McLeod yep, has yep. done a really good job early this year. Um, obviously, it's only three games in, um, and there's still a question mark on his whole situation. But for now, yep. he looks like a middle six center rather than a bottom six center. Big time. I I really like this because a, it's a really young line. You're going to put a lot of responsibility on them early, It'll so they fun. have a lot to prove themselves. And they have a ton of north-south speed. I love it a lot, especially with the improvements to Holt skating and his ability to move the puck um, uh, exiting our end and in transition. Like I think he's made a big step as a supplementary playmaker in the first three games. You can see he, he works on the board super hard, which is a product of working with guys like Halla, McLeod, and Palat. And that, like, he's a lot more confident as a skater and a, and a scorer now. Like, granted, he's got a secondary assist to his name so far, but he's not afraid to shoot it anymore. And he's ready to actually be in the right spots. He's, like, looking around and putting himself in a position to do that. And I think if we continue with that line going forward, there's probably going to get a lot of nice points coming from that line. It's yeah. also just a good... Sorry, just really quick. It's also good, like, Chambio or, like, trial run with McLeod. Because, like, there's going to be injuries. You don't know if this is going to happen in the playoffs. You want to see if guys like McLeod can, like, play up a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I dig it. I'm a fan of this line for sure. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I think outside of the top line of Toffoli, Hughes, Brat, I think, to be honest, Holtz has been our best forward. Um, That might be a hot take. But I think his on-the-puck and off the puck stuff has been phenomenal. I think he's been really defensively responsible, which we shouldn't really have to expect from him. Um, but that's a huge plus. Right, exactly. Yep. And, you know, having that on a third line with the threat of possibly the best shot on the team is just, it's unreal. Yeah, we would not have considered this when we drafted him either, which is right. such a crazy thought. Yeah. Shout out to Brad's, uh, Brad's coach. He, he got him working. Seriously, he looks so fast. So fast. Yeah, he looks great. Um, and then line four, it's Tierney Lazar Vesta. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I don't love it. Listen, if they get matched up against the Islanders fourth line... Whatever. I don't care. The Island don't, don't get killed. Even stinkier, to be honest. Don't get killed. Bastion hasn't looked great so far this year. No, he's looked, never... he just looked bad. I don't know if he's still injured. I don't know. Um, he's just trying to be big again i think yeah he's been doing a lot of the trying to force his physicality on guys and then getting caught out of position and slow and transition back to the defensive end it's like yeah what are you doing bro this is not Which, what your game was entirely last year yeah we all feel the same way it's like don't chase the body chase the puck yeah like you don't need you don't need to take the hit don't I, have Smith yeah. it's funny our, our two worst players so far are our two most physical players literally funny how that works right yeah, Bastion and, and Meyer, unfortunately. Disappointed. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just let's run through the defense. Nothing has changed here. Steven yeah. Dollar, Hamilton, fine. Paul Marino, fine. And then this is this is posted prior to injury, but Smith is still in with Luke. Um, I mean, obviously and, we all know yeah. that we all know Miller got banged up in practice. I don't know if we have an update there yet. We probably won't until they get back from Long Island tomorrow, probably over the weekend, maybe Monday. But what was it? He took a shot up high and then or crashed into the boards or something like that? I think he crashed into the boards. Yeah. So, Which, uh, yeah. 
That's rough. And then he went and then he went back to the locker room. So hopefully he's all right. I mean, worst case scenario, if Smith looks really bad, this is not going to happen. But maybe they bring up Nemitz. Probably that depends happen. on his health too. Ever since that, right? Actually, you are right. Yeah, I that was that was, really, that was just, bad. Yeah, yeah, he got patcherated. That was yeah. not fun to watch. Thank God they uh, they changed that to curved glass rather than the uh, the ninety degrees that they had. And he, we don't have any crazy timeline on him yet, but I don't think he's going to be out too too long. I'm assuming. Right? No, I think but... they. I think there was like a slight update. It was like they don't think it's like too bad, and that he's probably doubtful for the weekend. I mean, I would imagine like just let the guys. Yeah, don't like, put them, don't put them back on the ice. Yeah, like maybe two, three weeks max, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, if that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, he'll get crazy ice time down there, but just stay healthy, please. Yeah. I'm going to be a homer for when he decides to, when they finally decide to get him out. Oh, that's, that's your that boy. You've, you've been on him boy. since, like, what, like 2020? Yeah, I've been on that. Always the Slovakian guys, because that's who I scout mostly. Right. Yeah, Slovak guys, Czech guys, always, uh, always them. Obviously, we didn't get Slavkovsky, but when I when we got Nemitz, I'm like, bro, this is actually going to be super sick. Trust. <laughs> Everyone's like, no Slavkovsky or, or no Nemitz, and Dan's like, bro, what if we got one of them? That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do um, have to say, okay. as much as I as much as I like the Nemitz pick, in retrospect, Logan yeah, Cooley, was... dude. Yeah, yeah Logan of Cooley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked good in the Arizona game. What of it? He looks so good. Yeah. They look so good against the Islanders, huh? Yeah. I have a ton of Cooley stock. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, no, I he's love, great. I love Cooley. He's going to be so sick. Yeah. I'm going to extend JP sentiment from last podcast, but he's like, I'm just going to put all my chips forward on Cooley. He's going to be sick. Yeah, yeah no, he's going to be sick. He might win the Calder over Bedard. Nah. That's, that's a spicy he's, take. That's, that's if, spicy. If the Coyotes make the playoffs and he's like, their point leader <laughs> and like close to point close to point a game and bedard like puts up like 30 and 30 and chicago ends up in the basement i could see it but the bedard stock is crazy yeah but more i think he could do it but it's not side chance and just to wrap up the lines from practice there were new power play units it looks like a lot got shifted off the first line power play it's now to foley brad jack nico and luke and then line two Meyer plot, Mercer, Holtz, and Dougie. I don't really That's like that second saw, pairing. The first unit we saw a lot of in the Arizona game, which turned out to be really good. Did Nico both... Oh, Nico did shift on you, right? Yeah, especially during the five on three. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of Plot on the. I mean, I like Plot, but I didn't want him on the power play yeah. one over guys like Meyer, Mercer, Holtz, even. Um, I think the coaching staff saw how effective it was to have both Luke and. Hamilton as transporters on the top of the blue line and then the way they have it is almost like if you ever looked at a dice and see how a five looks you got the defenseman at the blue line um usually Brat is in the middle or yeah. him and him and Hughes cycle in that bottom uh or top right if you're looking at it from the top of the ice and then Toffoli in that like trigger spot on the right for a 1T and it looks really good because they move that puck a lot in a yeah. triangle with Dougie but it's nice that there's so much puck movement that they could also generate a lot of shots and still keep zone pressure because Luke and Dougie are just really good at managing to keep the puck. In I was going to say, from like a puck movement standpoint, I think that's probably the best five that you could probably go with. Yeah. Yep. If you and if you're chasing the game slightly, or if you want more of a shot presence, like if Luke's not working, that's the beauty of having Tim and Dougie. Dougie can just just flip Dougie on the top unit, get some get some shots on the point. 
Um, yeah, not too much from the power play. The power play, like we've been mentioning, the power play's been going ridiculous. I don't have statistics in front of me. Or I think we're at 50% of the season so far. The rates are anything if someone wants to... <laughs> I know we have a we have a 91% goals for percentage on the power play, which this is, is reasonable. It's ridiculous. Like, it's it's reasonable I'm, for a power play, you know, but yeah. I don't so, know how okay, it stacks so the, up. That was quick. So I just pulled up I sub to Mike McCurdy. If you're listening and don't know who he is, check the stuff out on Twitter. Ineffective Math, I think his uh, handle is. In 23 minutes of power play time, the Devils are generating 9.84 expected goals for per 60, which is 22% better than the league average. So the eye test is, is, is necessarily matching the statistics. And conversely, the PK has not been so great. Still <laughs> I think that's just average. everyone in the it's league, though. Because... I, th- I mean, it's really early in yeah. sample sizes and all that good stuff, but yeah. Like, if you look at the top 10 list right now for any team with, like, the power play right now, it's like everyone in the top 10 is, like, above, like, 50% and above. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Watching, <laughs> watching the ESPN Plus. <laughs> the Canucks are winning. <laughs> on, on, on the Lightning, yeah? Uh, no, I, need them, on, uh, I need them not to win, actually. Yeah, the, the Lightning are kind of... Wow. Who, you, Dan, you have Levi... Sorry, this is not Doe's related. The first goal he gave up was, was horrific. Um, where were we? <laughs> power play. Yeah, power play's good. PK needs some work. Um, I guess this one... Oh, since we're on the topic of it, since more, te- more games have been played, the Devils' um, offense per 60 is 12% worse than league average, and their defense is 20% better than league average. Oh, so, what? That's actually really surprising. I thought it would have been that, flipped, to be honest. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, their expected goals against per 60 is 2.24, which is 20% better. They've been, most of the chances they've given up, which have it's felt kind of how it's been, is a little off to the left of the goalie and from the deep point. And mm-hmm. the offensive trouble is what you would expect also. Everywhere. They're not really getting, <laughs> they're not really, everything's coming from the outside. They're not really getting to the middle. Right. You could tell a lot from the Florida game and the Arizona game that we had a lot of trouble trying to get shots through the middle, especially when like, yep. at least when I was at the game against Arizona, like they were ready to block every shot coming from the point and from like the wings. Yeah, that's my boy, Josh Brown. <laughs> Josh Brown, have, on Jersey. Bro, I had like 10 coyotes in that game. <laughs> You're wild. Uh, it was so Man, funny. Man thinks they're gonna be the Buffalo of last year. Listen, I was listen. I was high on them way back in the summer. Everyone was like, "No, you're so wrong." They look. They're gonna be. They fun. look great. They their look great. forwards are good. I if they didn't mess up their most recent draft so badly, I would be a lot more on board. Yeah, you could have had Mitchkov and Benson, yeah. and that would have been easily the best forward going forward part of the league. Right. Too. Um, yeah, he looks unbelievable. I'm watching the okay. Rangers game. I just want everyone to know that Igor Shesterkin just got pulled. <laughs> it's it's four nothing Predators. It's four now. Yeah, oh, four, let's go. Forsberg just scored that's, a disgusting goal. Um, so I guess yeah, we gotta talk pieces. about how we're looking towards the Islanders. I mean, Ish. they don't yeah. have a lot of games, sample size, just like the Bruins do. I think they only have two games under their belt. Which yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually really excited to see the new lines and power play lines in action. I think um, Heischer and Meyer are going to start getting going because of who they're with now. Um, I think so too. You know, when when you put anyone with Jack Hughes, they're going to look good right now. But I think it's a really, 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 really good way to kickstart Timo Meyer's confidence. Um, 
I kind of alluded to this last episode, but I think a lot of his problem boils down to historically he has found success being like the guy on his line. And he's just like that whole line has just kind of been like, no, you take the puck. No, you take the puck. No, I'm going to leave this for you. And no one is taking control of anything. And I think if he wants to find success, he needs to gain his confidence back so that he like becomes the guy again. Um, and I think putting him next to Hughes is the perfect way to start. Yeah, I think you you nailed the you nailed it right there. I mean, he said it a lot himself too. He's like sunshines the next like sunshines every day. I've got a lot of work to do, and yeah. but it's still early on in the season. There's a lot of work to us to do. And again, I think about in like how long Timo has been here, excluding the playoffs. It's not really that much. And when you consider how much the preseason took into account, a lot of line blending and no real consistency to build around what his identity as a forward is. Yeah. Especially when it comes to special teams too. Like we really couldn't find like what he should be for us yet. Like we got him. He's like our prototypical forward we need. Now it's how are we going to use him to the best of his ability while putting him in the best position to succeed individually. Yeah. I think he also said, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say just to like, Go back to the analytics for a second. Like his numbers were good last year. Yeah. They're not great this year. We mentioned that last show, and they've gotten only but worse since the Florida game. But I mean, three games. He's, three games. Uh, I don't. Have, this is what I. This is where I forgot to pull up. But I don't have it. I think Bill Spalding tweeted something out because Daniel mentioned it on the broadcast the other night. Timo has started slow like three like three seasons in a row. He's had yeah. like maybe like one or two goals in his first like month month and a half of the season. Obviously, you don't want that to be the case, but he is a notoriously slow starter. And I'm a more of a process over results guy. So, I mean, the process has been great, but I do trust him enough, obviously, because of who he is and his tracker and all that. Like, he'll get to where he needs to be, and he's playing with Jack Hughes. Like, 100%. he'll get there. His, he'll get his chances. And, again, I think it's a good I think it's a good matchup for him, although I just posted some charts in the chat. The Islanders had a ridiculous defense so far to start the year. Granted, the sample size is small, but I think a more physical team, because that's kind of how he's been playing. I feel like a little bit recently, he feels like he's like ch- not not chasing the game, but like chasing the hits more. Yep. It's like get bit. like yep. get more physically engaged. I think he just he needs just go off your shin pad, go off your butt, go off your head. Something just see the back, get the puck in the back of the net somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he'll be able to do that against the Islanders because I think that if the Devils match up line for line, like they'll be able to take advantage of whatever matchup. They I haven't get. checked the stats on this either, but have Nico and uh, Meyer really been shooting that much either? At least from what no. I remember in a couple of the games. No, Meyer like had one shot attempt against Florida. I feel like that's another thing too. They just don't get enough. Like, even if it's just like a couple rush chances, like just shoot on the goalie. Like, yeah. I hate to be the guy that's going to be like, just shoot the puck. But I feel like for those guys to get it Which going... is weird because that's who he is. He's not a sniper. He's a yeah. volume shooter guy. And he's like averaging less than... Like two shots a game right now oh no yeah, look dude he last year he had 4.2 shots a game on average shots on <laughs> net crazy. this year he has four shots on goal through three games that's yeah yeah that's not gonna last. i think he'll be fine it's not gonna last he didn't he didn't stumble upon a 70 million dollar contract on accident you know <laughs> like like he's he has the track record he has the skill obviously he'll yeah. he'll be fine more so just annoying because that line looks stinky. It looks so bad. They, sh- they and shouldn't, and look at their vote for sad. And, and to be that guy again when it comes to shooting, Nico's been that way too. Like, there were a lot yeah. of uh, chances in the Florida game and in the Arizona game where he has, like, a really nice shot 
towards the right circle or in the slot, and he tries to think that he can find a guy for a better shot, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, there's two, there's two side, uh, there's two sides of that for me. It's like, yeah, I trust him to make the the right play because obviously yeah. we're here and they're on the ice, and like he's the ridiculous passer, but like you would like him to shoot because he. I mean, he started last year. Did he, didn't he score thirty goals last year? Yeah, he had a career high, right? Yep. 30, yeah, no, it was thirty one. Yeah, last year was a career year for him. It was like I think he got like thirty and fifty or something like that. But I mean, yeah. he can shoot the puck. Obviously, it's more so like probably like a confidence thing or just like a grip and stick a little too tight. I mean, again, they should be able to take up. They should be able to take advantage against the Islanders because speed for speed, this might be one of the biggest mismatches in the entire oh, yeah. in the entire league. Um, I mean, like I mentioned, they have a great defense. Everyone knows that their offense has been pretty bad. So bad offense against a good defense, we should be able to hopefully limit their high danger chances and give, yeah. I don't think we know who's starting yet. I'm assuming it's going to be it's Sorokin. It's, it's got to be Sorokin. No, for, no, no, I'm saying for, for us. Oh, oh, Schmid. oh. Probably Schmid. Probably Schmid. Yeah, they've been alternating. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, he hasn't played in a week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we do a good job of keeping the middle of the ice clean. They don't, can't get to the middle of the ice, so if um, everything holds true to form in their the goalie first battle year. going into this one essentially. I literally want a repeat of our first game against them last year. It was just, we beat the shit out of them. It was like, yeah. halfway through the game, it was like 20 shots to five. We scored four goals. They didn't score yeah. anything. They looked lifeless. It was 4-1 or whatever. But like, I want that. I want an, a retro game from last year, just a, a basket game. Yeah, I think this is the best place for the Devils to like assert where they should be as a top team with all the expectations that we as fans have and the media too. Right. It's like, go against a division rival who's should be weaker than you whose style you match up against perfectly just take the chains off just go crazy yeah yeah i think you might see that a little bit more because i mean it's been evident that they've been all gripping the stick a little bit too tight other than jack when i mean it's never gripping yeah. The stick. yeah those two are never gripping the stick too tight because they're always just creating so much magic but they are i mean after tomorrow they play their next game is on the 24th so to have like one Maybe game a little bit of a back one game in a week so you kind of want to I'm sure it's going to be a little bit, not a must win, obviously, but their season can be a little bit higher. You want to get back on yeah. the right foot because then you have three games in four days and then you start the schedule starts to pick up a little bit. Right. Yeah, and especially matchup opponent wise, to end this month, just like how we started, these should all be super winnable opponents. I think we play Minnesota right. Tuesday, we play the Capitals on Wednesday of next week, and then I don't know who we close out this season against, I think. We need to get Montreal, or, or yeah, the month. Uh, <laughs> I think Montreal's in there. Because I, yeah. I was starting from the top of that week to the end of the week. Yeah, yeah it's like, Montreal. Oh, that's the way to end the month. Yeah, it's Islanders to close out this week, and then it's Montreal, Washington, Buffalo, Minnesota. Yeah, so all really winnable games, and I think this would be the best place starting tomorrow for the Devils to get on the right foot and be like, let's set our identity, let's not play to the opponent that we are going against. We're the team that people are trying to beat now. Yeah. yeah. Let's play our way and don't let other people let's not let's not chase things. It's a little bit of a mentality shift from last year because last year everyone knew we were getting better, but now it's like, okay, the Devils are cup favorites. There's a little bit of a mentality shift around the league, like guys aren't taking it lightly as they probably were a little bit last year. It's like, oh, these guys aren't for real. Yeah. And there's a mentality shift in the locker room too. It's like, no, like we have these expectations for ourselves. It's like go and take it. I mean, they can. It's again it's three reasons. Three games into the season, I uh, got a good matchup against the Islanders. A divisional, I mean, it's a divisional game. It's, these are all important. If you look back at these types of games later in the season, it's like... Yeah, especially for uh, the playoffs. And if it continues right, exactly. to be a battle between oh, us you and dropped Carolina. The point here, you dropped the point there. It's like you already got off to a somewhat slow start to your standards. 
you definitely don't want to go into the Montreal game only having three points out of eight. So, right. Yeah. We gotta. Do we have any other uh, any other topics we want to I, cover today? I have my fun Brad tweet that I brought up from, that I mentioned oh, before. Yeah. Let's good hear friend. It. Good friend, Big Head Hockey. Um, <laughs> I love Big Head Hockey. So he's he's the, he's he's amazing. Uh, he posted he posted a Brat Brat uh, tweet. It was he's got three games, three goals. He, in quote or in parentheses, all snipes, five <laughs> five points, one hundred thirty seven point pace, never too early, eight hits, plus one net penalty, fifty six point five six five e five xgf, which is great, um, sixty eight point one six all situations. So again, power play. Humming, and then out attempting opponents ninety eight to forty four, and then ranked eight, and then ranked eighty first on ESPN's top one hundred list, which I know caught a little bit of a big flag. There was, there was a, uh, <laughs> a bit of discussion going on Twitter uh, earlier this week about guys in the top five who probably shouldn't be there. I think everyone knows who I'm talking about. Jack. Well, yeah, no, it was Jack, but there was someone very specific in. Who was just like, oh no, he shouldn't be there because he's like oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. some yeah. very arbitrary thing. It's like okay, I'm like okay, dude. Like to be fair, like I also don't think Jack is top five yet. No, but like it's just like more of the same. It's like yeah, um, yeah. Man, that ESPN no. ranking was horrible though. I, I was really? looking at it; it was really so bad. bad. I didn't look at it. Speaking of ESPN, they they, they did a Tate Thompson um, spotlight like they did with Jack last year. Really good. I watched it last night. Really good. Emily Kaplan is, she's great. Dude, I'm also um, glad to come back to your brat point that like he's actually kind of trying to show up as like, hey, I'm the number two guy on this team now. He looks, he looks unbelievable. <laughs> he looks so good. Appreciate. He did not slow down one second from preseason where he was just goal every game. Yeah, he's still a new, probably the second if not best skater on this team. And like you said, that what surprised me was the hitting too. And like you know what, he's like an effective hitter too. He does it like not like in reactionary, but he'll try to do it as like a means to create separation. Yeah. He doesn't put himself out of position too. He's been forechecking a lot too. Like he's, he's been, he's been going deep on the boards. And I think that's, what's huge. If you're going to keep him with Jack all year is that if Hughes is your primary creator on that line, you're going to need a lot of brat to do a lot of that other slack. And for him to chase and forecheck like that is really sick to see. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Tafoli probably perfect line mates i mean and Brett's i really do of, love that to fully pick up so far brad's built like a truck too i mean if you see his off Big his, off, his his off-season training videos i'm sure everyone knows and watches those videos he's built so he, like he can built. he can get down dirty i mean he's slick with the stick um take away all those skater all those good stuff like jack yeah exactly um I don't have much else on Brad. Not much else on the Islanders game. I guess we can. Is there anything else? I don't uh, know. I think we can. I think we could probably wrap it up, right? I think yeah. we touched on everything. Yeah. Um, score predictions. Who's scoring first? Meyer. So we don't have a lot of people on the score. You know what? I think Nico's finally going to get his first goal of the season. Probably biased because I'm wearing the jersey right now, but I, I think he's probably going to get uh, get one on the score sheet finally. The game against the Islanders calls for a gross goal. I'm going to go Chris Tierney. Oh, Ew. Oh, Chris, my no. God. Chris, it's, going to be the, it's going to be the greasiest, ugliest goal Dude, ever we spent Dude, we spent a solid five minutes shitting on that fourth line, and you go, yeah, they're going to score the first goal. Did you I mean, who scored, who it's scored a game the first goal in the last game? Wasn't it uh, Hala in the first one off that tip? Hala's uh, a little bit different than Chris Tierney. 
I agree, but still, you know, like a bottom six goal. I could see a bottom six goal being the first exactly. one. It's a gross, gross game like, against the Islanders. Sure, but at the same time, gross goal, but also high-end Timo Meyer. Yeah, I can okay. see that too. Listen, I'll be happy if you're right, but if I'm right, I don't want to. I'm going to. I'll give you a dollar. I'll like... give you a dollar if you're right. Okay. Uh, All right. So then Solve. score predictions, yeah. Four one. Go... Four one. I'm gonna go back to that well too because I think we I think we get right. I think it's gonna be go three one, but they score a goal late to bust the shutout. I don't know. Something in me is like this can be like a really slow game for yeah, us somehow, like a like a three like a two one three one game with like yeah. one of those goals being an empty netter because they're gonna to have to pull Sorokin to get desperate. If they had a one nothing game against the Yotes, I can who kind of have like they're like a budget version of our like speed and ability. <laughs> I think like it's gonna be kind of similar, but we have the talent to do so. And I also just think Sorokin is over Shosturkin. I think Sorokin's the better goalie in the league. I'm well, I mean, Shosturkin looked like shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I always when it comes to like Rangers or Islanders matchups, Sorokin always makes me scared way more. Makes me sad because they have the 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 two closest teams in proximity, and we have the worst goalie by some margin. Even no, nah, trust me, Vitek's gonna be the best one by the end. I was gonna say, can't even say Vitek's bad, but like these guys are just on such another level. So good. Yeah. They're literally three of the top three best goalies in the league. Like yeah. you can really probably just put Bazzi or whoever you want if you're crazy. Saros, Saros Otter, if yeah. you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hellebuck. Who? Who? He yeah. looks stinky too to start this year for the Jets. A lot of goalies have. A lot of yeah. goalies have. Saros has not looked good. Shesterkin has not looked good. Um, looked good. Ottinger really hasn't looked that great. Uh, he's he's actually looked kind of good. I've watched a couple Dallas games. He's been, he had the shutout to start the season, and then he had the really good game against Vegas the other night. That game was the most obvious, like low scoring affair of all time. Yeah. yeah. And then you know who's still looking good? Aiden Hill. But. Well, yeah, yeah. That's surprising. That yeah. game literally cost us the division. <laughs> yeah, against uh, when we lost in Vegas, we got Aiden Hill. We had like nine shots in overtime. Like, who does that? Us, us, we do. <laughs> yeah, we are kind of built for three on three overtime, aren't we? Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> Hopefully, we get to see more of us being OT winners again, but yeah. not in like the chase down fashion. You know, <laughs> I'd like to see that against the Islanders. Yeah, surely. Yeah, we're the Got the place okay. ended on. Let's hope we, uh, you know, get a nice yeah. win against the Islanders. Yeah. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye, folks.